1: The Opinion Line on courts 96FM. Fiona Ryan is the councillor, city councillor, solidarity, people before profit, and is a new mum. A uh, young little baby is about, I think, about six months old now. But Fiona, you had cause to bring the little lad to the emergency department last week, and uh, you, you were... Furious and frightened, I think, all at, at the same time. Fiona, how how is he now? Anyway, good morning.
0: Good morning, PJ Yeah, no, he's a bit miserable now, and he will be, I think, for a few days. But yeah, yeah, the the scary part is over with it. So he started having like a bark of a cough. His, his face went sheet white. His lips started turning, and oh. he started projectile vomiting everywhere. And I was like, ah, no. So we went to South Dock.
1: When when was this now?
0: Just started around Thursday evening, late late Thursday. Okay. South Dock assessed him. They said that he needed A and E, um, and so they sent a referral to the Mercy. Um, we got we were almost there to the Mercy by the time South Dock called us again, saying the Mercy can't take you; they're closed. Essentially, you have to go to Cuh, which I don't drive. You know, so it was a, a Thursday evening. It was absolutely end of the world weather. Um, yeah. I, uh, I couldn't get a taxi. I had to get my partner's mother up. Blarney and um, to try and get us to CUH and all this time the baby is you know in in bits um, and getting worse
1: and you have a sick baby out on your arms on a cold horrible night like last Thursday and you can't get a hospital yeah so you got to CUH eventually anyway
0: we did and every, you know the again the staff are fantastic they're doing amazing work with what they have and um I was told, you know, the wait is going to be a long time. They, they brought him in, they checked his oxygen, they checked his temperature, his temperature had spiked past 40 at that <sighs> point. Um, uh, and they said, you're going to be waiting a long time. And I was like, well, well how long is a long time? And she said, um, well, at least five hours. Wow. And she, and I was like, but how? You know, what the baby is really really sick and she said there was 26 kids ahead of me and when i went in in fairness at the a&e the the waiting room the overflow room was just babies and when i went through to the the kind of pod bit you know where you yes. have the a&e segregated out um there was just so many children i have to say you know again it was how do you prioritize kids if all you have is kids you know
1: and were they able to give him anything fiona to bring his temperature down or whatever
0: some mall, yeah. yeah yeah that was after a couple of hours though you know um again they brought me into another space to weigh him first because i hadn't wasn't quite sure what his weight was cause i was due a, a trip to the public health nurse and then we were, we were waiting two hours to get him weighed you know and um, so they could so that they could see
1: hold on hold on two hours to get him
0: weighed yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so like God. they couldn't give him the paracetamol until they had him weighed, you know. Uh, and I was, you know, I was sitting uh, just kind of outside of the children's pods because children's pods were full. Um, and there was an elderly lady next to me who must have been in her... I don't know, late 70s, early 80s, you know. She was there at least 10 hours before I had gotten there. And by the time I had left 11 hours later, she was still there. And it doesn't look like anything had happened, you know. She was in the same seat with the same blanket, you know. So, I mean, in, in that sense, they were prioritizing the babies, but prioritizing the babies was 11 hours' wait, you know. And mm. um, now he, he, ended, he ended up getting seen too. The pediatrician was fantastic. He was really good and reassuring, and um, he gave him a couple of doses of steroids, and you know he was okay. Oh, <laughs> um, and um, we're all set up now for a couple of miserable days, I think. But I mean, the, the point of this all is is that this is not new. Obviously, there's uh, you know issues in A and E's everywhere around the country and indeed across europe but the point is that this is this is not something that is just happening now in the winter months you know where you would prepare for december january to be particularly bad pj sorry the baby is it's okay oh
1: dear hold
0: on one second I'm you're okay you're here. okay oh, oh uh, come uh, here i uh, uh, i know i know i know
1: Are you sure you're okay to keep going?
0: Yeah, 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 I'm okay. i said said it's his first time he's sick and he's...
1: I know, he's just getting a little bit grisly. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it happens. you got to spoil him a little bit. But yeah, and yeah. the other point, like with COH being so busy, I was just thinking there, Fiona, how ridiculous is it that the Mercy wasn't taking anybody?
0: That's it, you know, I mean, obviously the situation in the Mercy was probably even worse than the situation in COH. And the thing is that we've had, you know, probably two decades of A&Es and crisis in this country that is only getting worse. And there doesn't seem to be any joint up thinking about how to to, to solve the issue. It's a question of conditions. It's a question of pay. It's a question of terms. But there doesn't seem to be, the the government seems to be absolutely refusing to budge outside of the public sector pay agreements.
1: Yeah. It seems to because a health minister after health minister after health minister after health minister ongoing has said I'll sort this out. None of them seem to yeah. have been able to. And if in fairness again, it seems to be a crisis across NHS, it's a crisis
0: across Europe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's that is true. Um, I mean this the situation that we're experiencing in Ireland, the same situation they're experiencing in the NHS, but the difference is throughout Europe it's the first time that yep. they were experiencing similar levels. This has been the status quo for, for, for decades now in Ireland. And that's, I think, the difference. If we were already bad before the rest of Europe were starting to experience um, crisis in 80, what is our crisis going to look like in, yeah. um, by, by this time next year or by, by, by January of next that's year? That's
1: the thing. parent. Every parent that rings me with a story like yours always says, like, this is no normal
0: yeah yeah and and I think I mean now the A&E situation is a little bit different to the the beds crisis in general but, and this is a similar issue of what's happening in the NHS, a lot of the issue is you have, you know, very sick, very elderly people, in an ageing population, with nowhere to go yeah. after they're seen to an, a care, there, I think there was 9,000 beds filled with people who simply need, you know, additional care, but that care would be better placed in the That's home right. if they had That's the right. assistance, or in a care home for a brief period, and that must be where the government needs to start looking but unfortunately we have a situation where a lot of these care homes are closing down we should be building hundreds of them recruiting staff and thinking of the next decade and decade after this
1: and you're not thinking here just you're you're thinking as a a local politician of course you are but you're also thinking as a mammy who was frightened of her out of her wits the other night
0: (laughs) absolutely furious i don't think i've ever felt anger like that before as i was sitting there and my well, my baby is crying now, but yeah. That's more just a crankiness at this point. But when I was genuinely um afraid for his health and uh, yeah. what was going to happen to him, yeah, and there's literally nothing you can do. You're just paralyzed.
1: Yeah, and all the people around you apologizing and apologizing, yeah. saying we'll get you as quick as we can, we'll get you as quick as we can that's not their fault.
0: Absolutely not. And they do Trojan work and they're they're just run off their feet all the time. There really isn't any anything else that they could have done um, with the numbers that they had uh, and the numbers that were presenting in the A&E. Um, but something's got to give. And as, as you did mention, and it is right that this is a crisis throughout Europe, but we're having a crisis on top of a crisis. Our
1: crisis levels are now normal, and, and that's what Chris Luke has said to me many times on the program. Our crisis levels are now normal, and and something like you said has got to give. Fiona, you go and look after that gorgeous baby. <laughs> I will. And yeah, we we'll talk see. again soon. Take care now.
0: Thanks for the NPJ. Bye now.
1: Cheers. No problem. Go look after. Go look after the little one. Quartz ninety six FM.